The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Carmen Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to dial in. Join us on the show today. Being Friday. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday it is. Freaking Friday. Demery Lachey, Kurt Feldkeller is in the building. That's what makes it so freaky. It is freaky, isn't it, that I'm actually I'm actually in studio. Today. You are in studio. Watch out. Watch out, Joe. You got super producer Joseph with us oh, as well. Oh, he tried to come back here. I, I know. Manager, walk him out. What? I know, yeah. I wanted to take Already? over the engineering okay. back there, It's like too. seeing the bride before the, the <laughs> wedding. I was like, Kurt, take that dress off. Hey, I look good in a dress. You know, it's normally just on Saturday nights. Give me a signal, Demery. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I got you. I'll, the I'll mute. <laughs> the mute. Oh, boy. Well, it's a, it's a big Friday because there's a lot going on. There is. There's a lot going on. There is. In the world of sports, there was some NBA playoffs last night. I didn't. Who cares? I didn't watch one game. I didn't either. Once again, the NFL shuts it down for a whole day. Hey, how do you do that? They're going to shut it down today, too. How do you shut down? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Baseball, but nothing exists when the NFL has got something going on. Nothing exists. That's crazy. And I have to say, as much as I struggle with a lot of things that Roger Goodell does, he has now turned the draft into a three- to four-day event. Yeah. And he's got cities battling to host this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's something, uh, once again, you know, as much as you hate Roger Goodell for how he handles the people who actually are employed by him. Yes. He is a brilliant business guy. He has found out ways to create unbelievable revenue for the NFL and obviously for the owners. Right. I mean, anytime you walk in as an owner, you're walking in, you get $250 million day one of the season. Oh, wow. As an owner. Oh, wow. That's what you start with. Hmm. Now, that doesn't include all of your local stuff that you get from season ticket licensing, concessions, parking, all that stuff. Correct. Yeah. During the games and stuff. I mean, that's just, that's just the very beginning. That's so. That's not such a bad gig. No, not at all. Not a bad gig to be an owner. I don't care what team I'm with or under or $250 million walking in the door first day. First day. Here you go. Now see if you can run this business. Right. And uh, and off they go. So everybody, you know, we all bang on Roger Goodell all the time because he does stupid things. I don't think he has a great emotional intelligence, the EQ. So I don't think his ability to connect with people is very good. Right. Because I don't think he handles people well. He is one heck of a business guy. Yes, he is. He is. He's smart. Yes, he definitely is. His people skills do need to step up a little bit, I guess you could say. But when it comes to an intelligence and growing the 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 brand, 
I mean, he's been phenomenal at it. Well, and now he's got he's got three games over in London, which they've paid. the The number's Oof. pretty. It, what London has paid to have the NFL over there, mm-hmm. I think, I think is is several hundred million dollars. Really, is what they've paid to bring the NFL over to London. And this year, they've got three games over there. It's always been usually one. Right. That it grew to two. Maybe two. And yeah. now there's three. And it's just craziness. Absolute craziness. Growing the brand. Hopefully, some of these players can get a little bit of that. Hopefully, the players or the former players. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> the CBA. Dang. I'm telling you. You know, again... I thought it was really interesting, the decision that came down from the appellate court on, mm-hmm. uh, on Deflategate. Huh. And what they said is, has nothing to do with, was the punishment fair or anything? That wasn't what they had to rule on. Yeah. They didn't think it was fair. In fact, they thought it was completely unfair and that Brady was singled out. However, he acted within the boundaries of what was collectively bargained by the players' union and the owners'. Right. They collectively he he does have unbelievable broad scope abilities to assess anything he wants at any time he wants, and that was collectively bargained away by the players. Right, the players did nothing to protect those before them. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing, and that's that's what challenges. I, I think that the, you know you hear all the well, you know the the NFL they shouldn't be able to do this. Everybody's just following the collective bargaining agreement. The CBA is so skewed in mm-hmm. the owner's favor, unlike in you know basketball and baseball, baseball where yeah. where it's so much better. It's it's so much more. I mean, basketball literally the players are guaranteed sixty some percent of the of the revenue, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yeah. So even if they don't spend it all, doesn't matter. That gets divvied up between all the players. Right. That actually happens in the NFL as well because there is a minimum that you have to spend. And if some clubs, a few clubs did not make that. Right. So there's $10 million or so that gets divvied up amongst all the current players and as a bonus check at the end of the year. Yeah, but it's many more players than well, absolutely, but, what's going on. But in they're the not NBA. doing anything with – they're not doing anything with – um, you know, we, we talk about legends and, and NFL alumni and all that. It, nothing's going to be impacted because the current, the current players, they really don't care about the historical value and those before them. No, they do not. They're so, getting what's theirs now and yep, that's all whatever they, care they about. can get going on forward. And it's all about the me. Yep. It seems like it's all about what I can do, what's, what's there for me right now. But opening up that door, opening up that gate to go overseas to get more revenue, hopefully that has intangibles to help the former players. Even the guys who are playing now, they have Who's to buckle gonna up do and it? see it. Who's going to do that? Well, the players' union or the – no? They've got, they're going to have to wait another 10 years. What about them – now, Tom Brady, you mentioned the deflate gate. He's about to go through this all over again and spending more of the union money. Yep, he's going to lose. Because Roger, you, Del- would you think the union is telling this man Brady? Just no, I, I, I kind of wonder. There's a lot of money. I, I agree with you. And here we go again. You but, know? but here's the thing: he's not going to win again because Goodell right. is not going out unfair. Absolutely, uh, malicious intent after one individual or one franchise. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
But the, the question is, is he conducting himself outside of the negotiated powers that were given to him mm-hmm. by the players' union? Is he working outside of that? And the simple answer to that is no. He is not. And that's, but you're right. I don't know why the players' union is going to, they're going to back this to be appealed. I don't understand it. It's just going to be a few more million dollars that the players are going to spend out of their little war chest. Right. And hence, they don't have that money to take care of the older players. Right. You know, DeMora Smith, I got to tell you, I don't think he's doing a great job for the players. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think he's doing the... They gave away the house <laughs> in this last collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. And now they're seeing, you know, they're hoping that the NFL, by their goodness or whatever, the PR that they've taken, and Roger Goodell has divvied out a little bit of his power to others, mm-hmm. but he's not relinquishing his, his, his ability to take the wand and swat it on anybody <laughs> he chooses to at any time. Right. He's not going to give that away. He's not going to give that power away. He said that even, you know, even yesterday I was listening to a thing with he and Chris Berman, and right. he said the same thing. He said, no, I'm protecting what we collectively bargained. And, and he's absolutely right. In the court of law, mm-hmm. this case has never been, is it justified? Is it fair? Is it right? None of that has ever been of issue because none of it is, it, it's not any of those things. Right. It's capricious in every sense of the word. What, what the argument is, did Roger Goodell go outside of his collectively bargained abilities to execute whatever punishment he felt appropriate? And the quick answer to that, and will be this way every single time until it's collectively bargained again, which now is 10 years from now, is no. The players are screwed. Yeah. I wouldn't even go through it again if I was Tom Brady. I obviously oh, I, he's going to he's going to put this the union in a tough situation once again. Well, maybe it's not tough. Obviously, they're going to get the money right back. But it's just a simple fact they're doing all of this for one player, for one situation. That's not even. Well, they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to rectify a problem that they should never have let take place, which they collectively bargained. They wholeheartedly, I mean, DeMora Smith knew what they, he was giving mm-hmm. away. Yeah. So did every player rep. They knew what they were giving away, but they wanted less practices, which, by the way, has now turned out to be a bad thing for players because they're not prepared. More injuries are occurring as a result. Right. I mean, everything not, that not they bargained for. Just injuries, right, period. Right, just yeah. injuries, period. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy time for the NFL, but certainly last night was a nice... Nice little uh, celebration of everything good, but then you you also saw, saw the power of social media. Oh man! With what happened to Tunsil? Oh my! Goodness. Ten minutes oh, before goodness. draft pick one is to be announced, what goes out? Some picture of him with a little uh, uh, mask, with a gas toy, mask, right? and a bong. <laughs> and that's you a know. bad look. Oh, in the worst the part about it. Here's the guy who was the number one rated player on the board. Number one talent in this draft class, <laughs> no question. And the worst part about it, he had no clue any of it was going on until he sat down in the green room. Yeah. And some of his friends were like. Showing him. What is this? Yeah. Did you post this? Why would you post this? And family, I don't know. He's got and this big war out. going on with his stepfather. Right, right. 
in which his stepfather's what trying to sue him and he's suing him back yeah of course yeah there there's a lot going on but this and all that happened just what within a week that happened just in the last week about yeah. all it is it's all been coming well and what do you think all that's motivated by cuz last week and in fact even this week still mm-hmm. tunsil has got no money right but Not he's going to he's going to have money and this is all predicated on greed yeah well, now he's going to have a little less because he wasn't a top five pick. He wasn't a top ten pick. Oh no, he went he, from he went from number. He was going to be the number three pick. Now he went to thirteen. Which you know, I guess at the end of the day, that's not horrible. It's not horrible. Not horrible. However, obviously the Dolphins did their research. They knew some of this stuff was coming out. They identified very quickly that whoever posted that stuff and the account that they used was quickly deleted. Mm-hmm. That there was obviously a thing of hacking. So. Um, but it, it it's a cautionary tale, people. Hey, if you've got social media, be careful out there, athletes. I if I'm an athlete, I'm deleting every social media outlet I have. I don't want it. We got to take a quick break here. After the break, we're going to discuss more of the NFL draft, more of Laramie Tunsil's weird outgoing night, Kurt's take on it. Kurt got the book today as well. So you listen to Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're kicking off the outdoor grilling season with the flaming truth this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And we've got some tasty, mouth-watering wild game recipes, plus the latest innovations in grilling equipment. Joining us will be Sherry Ewing from Alaska's Wild Gourmet, High Mountain Seasoning Zone, Hans Hummel, and Travis T-Bone Turner from Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back in to Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show. Demery Lachey, Kurt Felkeller is in the building as well. The NFL draft, 2016 NFL draft first round is in the books. It's all over and done with. We can settle down, kick our feet up for the weekend, and enjoy the rest, the rest of the draft. But night one was pretty weird. It was some weird things going on. <laughs> Not just some of the picks. Some of the picks were pretty accurate, and it seemed like everybody who kind of, I guess you could say, predicted or March Madness this draft was pretty close. You think? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think even our little perspective that we did yesterday, we, we was pretty darn close. I mean, everyone knew pretty much how the top ten was going to go. 
Yeah, I I think I was shocked a lot about, of strange things. I, I was shocked about Elliott probably with the Cowboys. I didn't think Dallas was going to pull the trigger, but it, I don't think it's a bad move. It, it, it's surprising because you know you're not supposed to supposedly you're not supposed to take a running back top five pick, but they they pulled the trigger anyway. Well, oh, the Mel Kiper rule, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you Mel's know, rule. As it turns out, I'm not sure how much Mel played in the NFL. Oh, that's right. He didn't play at all. <laughs> But, he doesn't uh, have to play, supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, yeah, I, and you don't have to, I guess. But to make such a statement of never, ever take a running back in the first round. So, right. Um, that t- turns out that didn't work out. It worked out okay for uh, the Rams last year. Oh, yeah. Now, what, what move stood out to you? Well, I thought, I thought the very first the draft. draft pick after the quarterbacks, Joey Bosa. Yeah. That, that blew me away. That blew me away. I, I don't. San Diego is still in huge trouble of trying to protect an asset that's mobile as a mountain. Yeah. Their quarterback can't move at all. He's not, he's not mobile, and they've got no offensive line. No, Their offensive don't. line's about as bad as Seattle's. <laughs> I mean, in that sense of... Is Seattle's that bad? Yes, they've lost everybody. In yeah, the last two years, they've lost every starter from their, their Super Bowl teams. In the last yeah. two years. Every starter's gone. So well, they're in huge yeah. trouble. Seattle is going to have. Well, they I mean, went O line in first round. Yeah, yeah, they went O line. Texas A and M. Yeah, I don't I, know too much about they, his skill level, but they needed to. They needed to start addressing it, but they're way behind. Right. I mean, they lost Kong again in in free agency. So you know you've lost so much. I don't know. There were a lot of strange things going on. I mean, Miles Jack, another one. Where, oh my goodness! Where he, you know, he's a top five talent. Yet he wasn't even drafted in the first round. That, that, that blew my mind, that one right there. Yeah. Miles Jack did not get picked up. I was, I was surprised. I was like, they really going to allow this man to drop all the way to the second round? Well, I, I hope Cleveland pick him up because I think Cleveland would be a great place for Miles Jack to grow and play and be a leader of. But to not have, a, like you said, a top five talent not going the first round is ridiculous. Yeah. And – that, that's what really that's the one that stood out for me not seeing that guy go in the first round because I, I, I praised him so much yesterday and before the draft and I'm like yo this kid he's, he's the real deal he's hybrid if you're looking for that hybrid backer hybrid uh, athlete on the field it's Miles Jack yeah not only did he play linebacker in college he played running back as well well yeah in fact had some had 200 yard games in his, his last season he had 200 yard <laughs> games as a running back here come over to the other side for a little <laughs> bit and play running back right. run for over 200 yards that's pretty amazing but uh, you know microfracture is an interesting injury and um, you know I think I think there's a couple things you've got to wonder how long of a career do you believe these players will have and how important is that microfracture again microfractures are a 50-50 proposition anyway yeah uh, whether it works or not, and you know, it'll be interesting to see where he goes here. I'm sure he's going to go very quickly here in the second round. But um, you watch a uh, lot of lot of strange stuff, though. Yeah. So Denver Broncos trading up, I guess you can say, in some what three three or four or five picks, and they're trading up to go get Paxson Paxson Lynch. Smart. That, I think that was a great pickup too. Yeah. I, I mean, well, who who got the guard? Who 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 uh, who moved up to get a guard that was a third round talent, and uh, they came up to get him. Was it San Francisco? I think San Francisco traded up to get. No, they got they got Buckner. No, so who who traded up to? I think 
it wasn't it wasn't Tennessee, was it? No. No. Was it Tennessee? No. Um, I can't remember. But somebody traded up to get that guard from Stanford who I I mean I went <laughs> why in the world would you draft into the first round? Yeah, it was the it was guard? the Niners. It was the Niners. Yeah. I mean that's just I'm sorry but that's stupid. You you could have gotten that player <laughs> you know into the third round. I don't know I well, Chip Kelly, I'm not a big I'm not terribly impressed with him anyway, so yeah. um the Niners continue to have problems. Uh, now all of a sudden they're saying that they're standing behind Kaepernick all the way and right. Well, where we'll were see. you the last ninety days? We'll see. While you were busy trying we're to picking up Joshua guy. Garnett, I guess that's that's saying something to <laughs> to Kaepernick. Hey, we're bringing help. Well, bring you a third round talent, second round talent. But we're gonna get it in the first round. We're don't worry. Get it in the first round. Yeah, don't you worry. We got it covered. Um, what about the Cardinals? What'd you think of their draft pick? Arizona Cardinals picking at twenty nine. That's a great pick. I can't wait to see what happens with this. Huh. Yeah. I understand about the off field issues. I understand about obviously he he did some dumb things, but I like the simple fact that he spoke up about it. He talked about his issue. He didn't shy away from it. And he know and he knew before he's you know, he's gonna grow up from it. He's gonna move on from it. He's he spoke about it. And he didn't shy away from it. I still don't know what the heck Joey Bosa did for him to miss the first game or two games with Ohio State, whatever his suspension was. Still don't even know about it. Yeah. Not probably not gonna ever know. This guy, Kim DJ, was a great pickup for the Cardinals. His I mean, he was literally yeah. the number one player coming out of high school, 2013, still young, still fresh. I can't wait to see him in with the Cardinals. With yeah. him, Chandler Jones on the other side, Calais Campbell now. That's going to be a because he plays with so much power leverage. Yeah, he out of the way he gets under the offensive guards and so much power he moves these guys with. I cannot wait to see Kim DJ. Well, I you know talent is a lot of things, but unfortunately, I I, I think what we're realizing in the NFL that there's so many other things about choices and mm-hmm. and the way you uh, make your your personal life choices tend to affect yourself uh, long term. I. With Chandler Jones coming in, you know, Kemdichie mm-hmm. coming in, yeah. I'm wondering if the Cardinals have overstepped their bounds of projects and uh, people who are kind of great talents on the field but tend to have personal challenges in their private life. You I'm think Chandler hoping. Jones does? Oh, absolutely. Why do you think he's out of uh, New England? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, he's he's had lots of challenges with with making some pretty poor decisions. Well, I think because Belichick is known to not cut that second check for some players. Well, and I was it's it's well he's on a one year contract right now, so yeah. I think his time was up with Belichick. It's either hey, do we pay this guy again, or do we get a new a new one, another prodigy in the, in the rounds, get a couple yeah. more picks? That's Belichick's way to me, unless your name is Tom Brady. I just hope that the Cardinals haven't bitten off more than they can chew. I mean, clearly, you've got Calais Campbell, you've got Larry Fitzgerald, you've got a locker room, you've got Bruce Arians, got a great locker who isn't going to put up with a lot of crap. What I liked about what he said last night to, uh, to the reporter after he got drafted was how excited he was to be with the Arizona Cardinals organization. I don't know if I've ever heard that from a draft pick before, by the way. 
Yeah. I'm excited to be with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> but you look at what Steve Keim and, and uh, Bruce Arians have done to that organization, where it's now become a destination rather than a distraction. Than a, 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 uh, oh, God. It, it could easily, I think, the, I think it could easily been a distraction type of team from the guys that they picked up in the last couple of years. Even this season, like you said, Chandler Jones coming in. A lot of, especially with the background with his brother, John Jones, UFC fighter, it brings a. A lot of attitude into the to that locker room. Tyron Matthew, his situation. It, the Cardinals are doing it though. They're well, it, it's. I think Tyron Matthew might once again show his value to this team, where you know he's was a third round pick and now he's he's an All Pro. But I think based on his struggles and the way he dealt with it, and Patrick Peterson shepherding him him along, um, I think that the Cardinals. They were one of the few teams that could afford to take this risk. I think they're one of the few because they've got the locker room that's going to keep him in check. I think the only thing they got to do is keep him away from his brother, mm-hmm. who's a bad, bad influence on him. Yes. And, but I think having Tyrone Matthew, and, uh, who's gone through the same issues, right? and he can definitely speak to it like no one else can. And he's shown the path of how you go from being deadbeat to all pro. Yeah. So I think uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that works Even with their draft out. pick last year with Humphreys, didn't play it down, didn't even yeah. suit up for, certain, for a, bun- a ton of games last season. He wasn't active for one game last year. Was not active for one game last year. And this guy was out and about in the city. Trust me. I've I seen him a couple, yeah. a couple nights. I'm like, wow, y'all got a game Okay, all right. Well, he wasn't. He didn't have a game. That's fine. But when I'm the <laughs> he was number sitting one up in the box, oh yeah, someplace. oh yeah, he was in the box. <laughs> what I'm thinking in myself is, if I'm the number one draft pick, why am I even out? Like, why am I? I understand you putting in. Obviously, you putting in your work before you know you have some fun. But I don't, I'm not taking away you having fun. But it's just not a good look. You're the number one pick, not yeah. number three, not number four. I can get that. I can live with that. But you're the number one guy. They they selected you, and Arians addressed how the attitude has changed with DJ Humphreys and how so much he's bought in. That's the it that's the to. number one name I've been hearing about progression from off the field standpoint yeah. to this guy's mentally getting it. He was tough on Humphreys all season. Well, he well he needed he needs some yeah. tough love. Exactly. Clearly, he's he's very immature. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what what happens with the Cardinals this year. I think they made some... uh, That's a very bold move, but by God, if it pays off, I mean, look what they've added to their their team. What, the SEC? (laughs) Yeah, which turned out to be... The whole SEC coming out out here. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to? I mean, who wouldn't want to come to Arizona to play? I don't don't understand that. Now, you're right. There's no question. Before, I, I don't know. I'd, well, I, I wouldn't come near. And I know we got about a minute left before we go to break, but the Cardinals still have one glaring hole based on what I can tell, and I don't know who it is that they're going to be able to pick up to fix that with, but they've got to figure out a way to get a young quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. I think so. I, I think that that's their biggest challenge there. Your boy, Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. Uh, you know... He's got all the tools. It's like a correction facility out here with the Cardinals. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Come get right. Come, come get rehab. Come, <laughs> come get rehab. That's what, that's with what the they turned into. Come, come get right. You know, and it, which is great. That's great because they've actually had some success and in doing success that. Success on the field. Yeah, 
and they're showing success. And but what I like about what the Cardinals have done is that they've changed people as as people, not just as players. We know everybody's talented. It's can you can you find a place where you can become a a great a great citizen and be able to to support yourself and do the right things for the community, right? And be a good community member. I think that's what the Cardinals have shown that they're. They seem to have a knack for, and they're going to need it. Yeah, they're going to need it. As long as long as I think Bruce Aaron's doing a great job of telling these guys, you know, I know you guys got a bad background, kind of the I guess you could say the badass approach. Be a badass on the field, off yeah. the field, we'll get things right. But on the field is where you can let it go, and you see that in that team. I hope so. I hope so. Carmen, that's the sports talk show. We got to take another break here. We're going to talk about. Kurt's favorite team, Green Bay Packers, in their first-round selection. Indianapolis Colts, I think they stole one from the Cardinals, but and they are protecting the luck. So we got more to talk about NFL Draft, NBA playoffs as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies <laughs> join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey, welcome back in. Prime Master Sports Talk Show on this beautiful Friday, Freaky Friday is what we like to call it. Demi Lachey is in this thing. Riding solo now. Thank you, Kurt, for coming in. Giving his input, discussion on the draft. So it was me and Super Producer Joe holding it down. Yeah, yeah. So talking about the NFL draft, Joe, did you even check out that guy Laramie Tunsil and his his weird night? No, I didn't. I didn't see it. I was working. The, the gentleman, and and he was too. I guess you could say he was at work or getting ready to start his new job. Goes into the the green room, no clue about what's going on. Supposedly his social media gets hacked, and shows up viral all this is going viral why this gentleman is literally just walking down the red carpet getting into his seat getting ready to be drafted top top five talent in his draft class yeah video him smoking a bong with a gas mask on 
Oh, wow. Goes viral out on his social media, out on his name. Didn't have no clue about it. Seeing guys uh, that he was, that he's obviously better than better than in talent wise yeah. at his own position get drafted before him. He's kind of looking around like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, why haven't I get? You know, no offense against these guys. Those guys are pretty good talent, but you could tell in his face and the way he felt. He was literally Crushed. looking around like, what in the world is is this? And then he finally sees the video, sees everything that's going on, clears his name up. Came out as soon as he gets drafted. Like, hey, I'm a good guy. You know, it's th- the video was a long time ago. He just felt very embarrassed and shot. I mean, the level of emotion to go through at that standpoint. That's terrible, though, that to have to go through that just over, well, smoking a bong. Right. Well, it's just like, why, why tonight? Why now? Exactly. Now tonight is the night I have to enjoy this moment. Whoever hacked his profile... And also his Instagram account came out of him and his coach allegedly texting back and forth about his coach paying his rent and also his coach basically taking care of him money-wise, his family. Now, that was that, that was the interesting part because I think that was the real deal. And I'm not knocking him to have this under the rug till after he's drafted. It, it can all come out. I, I would not care. Even he spoke on it like, yeah, the coach did – yeah, later on last night, the co- he did commit to, yeah, the coach did, you know, help me out. He did send me some money. What's wrong with that? I mean, is it is it frowned upon or? It definitely is when you're in, when you're in college, yeah. when you're still under the NCAA violations and rules when you sign that letter of intent, you cannot accept any benefits at all. And obviously that was a benefit for him to have his rent paid. Of course. Get hit up a coach anytime. And at first it came out allegedly. At first he was kind of shying away from it. He denied it. He had a spokeswoman come up. A gentleman asked him in this press conference. The spokeswoman said, all right, that's enough. We're, we're done with questions here. Like, wow. Well, do you think? They're digging deep. Do you think the coach was doing it so that he can get uh, reformations later? No, man, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, obviously something like this has been going. This, this happens a lot in college football. No matter if a guy gets to the NFL, if he does not, it's when you're going through that whole recruiting process, promises are made before while you're getting recruited. Hey, we'll take care of you. Of course. Or even they're talking towards the family. Is my son going to be okay? Is he? Are you going to take care of him? Not only that, are you going to take care of us? Everyone knows stuff goes on. You know, everyone knows that, especially in college, no matter football, basketball, whatever it may be, illegal things happen. And he's not the first guy. Well, that's what I was saying is that it would, I could see them frown upon it if the coach was trying to get something out of it. But if he was just simply honestly trying to help out, you know, th- what's wrong with helping somebody out? It's, there's nothing wrong with helping him out. The NCAA would like to see, Record. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, coaches to help him out and showing them another direction. It's not fair. I can understand that would be the main reason. That's why I said frowned upon it. Because right. if one person's getting it, why isn't everybody getting the special exactly. treatment? Exactly. And I, and obviously, there's no way everybody was. It's it, you don't have that much money to go around. You don't have that much risk to take. Well, unless sounds, sounds like there's a bigger story there than than what's to the surface right now. It definitely is. Only program that I've known where the money was the least getting spread everywhere that I know of was that SMU story and how they shut down the program for about a couple years when that whole scandal came out in the '80s with SMU. Uh, other than that. I don't know any other program where 
the whole team knew about it. Well, University of Miami, I guess you could say, went through that as well. Maybe not the whole team, but enough of the guys were get, being taken care of in the late 80s, early 90s. But other than that, those two programs, I mean, obviously, it, this stuff still goes on. It, it's it's one or two guys, maybe five guys that uh, to a team that's, trust me, that's, that's getting some benefits some, some type of one way or another. Exactly. It may not be just money. It may be a car. It may be gas money. It's just that the NCAA allows you not to touch it. Of course. These guys just need to get paid regardless. They're amateur athletes at the same time as being a student athlete. But it's more these guys are bringing so much money towards that school, towards the brand of the NCAA to the point they can't do anything about it. They can't see this money. They can't touch it. They could just All they have to do is just go out and play. And it's not fair, but rules are rules. It's an embarrassing standpoint that all this has happened during the NFL draft. I'm like, man, this guy literally going from a top five pick, Joe, to where he was selected at number 13. The range from last year, they're saying that's about $7.5 million. Oh, so the the higher in number or the longer it takes you to get drafted, the lower your paycheck is? Exactly. Oh, okay. And even when that second 10-year check, no matter if you're in a job, when you have to get that raise, when you get that promotion – they're going to always look at him and be like, well, you, you weren't a top 10 pick. Just for them to have to say that, no matter how, if he plays lights out, it's a business. Hey, hey, man, you're an offensive lineman. You weren't a top 10 pick for us, so we're, we're going to take care of you. But at the same time, unless, you know, he just emotionally just Larry Fitzgerald's that whole program. But, you know, when you're a top five pick, it's like you can say anything you want, especially if you're a number one pick. You're a top 10 pick. Hey, I was drafted top 10, period, to this league, to this brand, to your team. Plus, that holds with you the rest of your life, too. Exactly. You know? It's that story. It's that story, yeah. And now his story is, man, I was dropping down the board. Well, um, what's kind of funny is that it, he was already placed to, to be drafted at a lot higher number. So they quickly scrambled and changed all that? Or did they just see that video and go, oh, well, we're going to go with somebody else? Well, I know before... I know me and Kurt talked about it earlier in the show. Him and his father has are suing one another over. And this has this story has came out in the last week or so. They're suing one 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 another, and I think that kind of put a pause on this guy's name, or at least put a red flag on him. And then the text messages come out that's being shown on his Instagram account. The video of the bong. I mean, it's but obviously was, but him. this was all during draft night, though, right. I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. If they are, don't they already pre-select everybody and just call them by name? Not quite, because you you don't know they do it who's going to select who. They, they do do it on the spot. Okay. Unless, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if they had, like, a roster where, like, you know, everyone's here. and right. We already know who we're going to choose. We're just getting everybody together. The, the num- This year, the number one and number two pick were definitely – we knew they were going. We knew that that was going to happen. They uh, pretty much came out, yeah, we're going to draft a quarterback, so we're going to take the best quarterback talent. We didn't necessarily know who was going to be number one, but we felt 90% sure, obviously, they got it right. Jared Goff was going to be the number one overall player. That rarely happens. It's not like the NBA where it's like, okay, we know this guy's going here. We know he's going there. NFL, you don't know. At the number three pick, that's where I thought Tunsil could have ended up, but they took a defense alignment instead yeah. of an offense alignment. So I'm like, wow. That's one spot gone. The next team is Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they don't need an old lineman. They pick another player. Jacksonville Jaguars, they could use one. They did not. And then Baltimore Ravens came out, number six. Okay, they definitely need an offensive lineman. And they chose an offensive lineman, but it wasn't Tunsil. So 
here we go. You know, at this standpoint, teams are scrabbling and you don't know. You know, you hope your guy's there, but if he's not, you could either trade back or trade up for another talent or you could select a different guy at that standpoint and maybe trade him later. So with Tonsil in that situation, you, you just don't know. In, a, in the NFL draft, you just don't know. Right. I would, see, I would be scared that, you know, you show up to a night like that and you bump into somebody, say the wrong thing, and boom, you <laughs> you lose your position. Exactly. And I'm like, man, that, I feel so bad. But at the same time, you know, you it's it's social media. You have to be careful. Well, now, yeah. I mean, but, but before before all the social media and stuff comes out, you know, if something got leaked out, somebody did their job, you know, by trying to dig and find that stuff. Now everybody's just putting way too much stuff out there. And, right. and the kids nowadays don't even understand that, you know, these teams are going to be looking at this once they get to that that you know that level you know exactly. back from high school whatever they're posting it, it's all out there and that's going to really mess up some some lives I think exactly that's why I mean you, you just got to be careful I don't even have social media right now oh. I'm going to get it back but it's because while while I was in school I couldn't post certain stuff I couldn't retweet things I couldn't of course put stuff even on my Facebook because it was so much family that was following me that, you know, you had that family that you don't even yep. talk to, don't even know. They were the ones who were commenting. I, I would put something, you know, silly in class, like, man, this class is so boring today. And all of a sudden it's, oh, Demery, you don't drop out. Like, what? Uh, I don't even, exactly. y'all don't even know me. I, who said I'm dropping out? In the context nowadays, nobody, yeah. nobody looks at it as a, a mind frame that we're actually writing down what we're thinking. Right. And they don't think that it's just, they don't think that it's just a thought. They think that you're serious. So I was just trying to get some people to agree with me. Like, yeah. who in this class agree with this? You know? Right. It, it has nothing to do with what's going on personally, but, you know, you have people out there, I guess, that care about you who you rarely even know. And it got to the point, I was just like, you know what? If I can't post stuff that I want to post what's or say what I have to say, what's the point of yeah. me even having this? That's how it was with me in the music industry. Yeah. yeah. You need to take that off your page. Like, why? This is my page. This right. My this process. is my... Thank you. And to the simple fact, the NCAA does look after it. Your athletic director, hey, don't post stuff like that or you can't post this, yeah, this We're in sensitive times now. It just doesn't matter. So sensitive. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need this. I, I don't. Nope. I, I, I don't And plus it was a distraction During class I mean I was literally Sitting in class Going up and down Scrolling up and down for no Just scrolling for no reason I'm yep. like what am I doing yep. I didn't spend 20 minutes In this class Scrolling Yeah I got off of social media For about a year and a half Yeah and just And it, it actually felt nice Not to you know, oh, Pick up your phone so good you know? And everyone's like Yo what are you up to now What are you, what are you doing If you want to get in contact with me Let's hang out Talk to me Yeah <laughs> Exactly Call me Text me You have my number Hit me up. We can we can talk that way. Don't don't think you're gonna get to know someone off of some postings or what somebody posts on the social media. Site. Yeah, I spent half the time trying to <laughs> put out that fire, and exactly. I did you know with the thought process of writing something down. Exactly. <laughs> Weeks <laughs> of like, oh jeez. Exactly. Larry Tunsil, man, was such a weird night for you, brother. Glad you got selected in the first round, top thirteen, number thirteen overall. He made it. And he's going to Miami. So he's going to South Fair Beach. Enough. Not a bad place. Not a bad place at all, no. Not a bad place to call it a career. Kwame uh, Lester Sports Talk Show. We do got to jump <laughs> to this next break. After the break will be our last segment. Talk some NBA playoffs, some more of uh, some players to look at for today, tonight's NFL draft segment. You listen to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds 
That's Bart. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know, though nothing come easy. You got to try real, real hard. I think this would, would work. I try hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I got to try hard. I try. I'm gonna let that play. That's for Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> That's Laramie Tunsil and his social media being hacked last night. Johnny Manziel, you can listen to this. <laughs> Welcome back in, last segment. Come with the Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey. Doing his thing live, Kirk Keller was on the ones and twos, well, on the two earlier, but he had to get up out of here. Kwame is at an Arizona, he just texted me, he's at an Arizona broadcasting event. He's at a craft show. Yeah, <laughs> probably probably coloring with a coloring book somewhere. Right, learning how to knit. <laughs> Why Kurt had to get out of here, he felt like he had to join him. Oh, Ooh. shots fired. Well, right. In fact, he's probably teaching. Right. <laughs> right, sharing crayons. It's right. cute. So what's going on in the NBA? In the NBA, man, it's the playoffs. So obviously the NFL was such a big distraction last night, which they always tend to do. Uh, it was some games that weren't being played last night. I mean, I, honestly, with all the injuries, it seems like, well, it was, it was only one game last night. It was the Hawks and the Celtics, and the Hawks won to move forward. Uh, moving on, I think they'll most likely be paying the, playing the Cavs in the next round, but I mean, it. I, I don't really care. Last night was just so much of a distraction with the NFL going on. But I remember when Celtics were a, a household name. Whatever happened to them? Man, they, they remember that too. They're saying the same thing. What right. happened? And they were doing. They were, you know, the Celtics who they were in the eighties. Then the nineties, they kind of faded. They messed around, got in the playoffs towards the late nineties when they had Paul Pierce leading the way, early two thousands, and then. They had the big three come along with Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. They won the NBA championship. Everyone thought, okay, the program is back. They have a head coach, Doc Rivers. He's going to be here a while. Here comes history being made once again. And then it blew up. Doc Rivers moves on. Big three, they get old. They part ways. 
They wanted too much money altogether. They weren't getting along anymore. Just never recovered, huh? Right. Raja Rondo was the point guard who felt like this was his team and he didn't get any praise. So, in which I, I, I do respect that because he he was doing so much for that team. It was not getting any praise for it or any money. So that they broke all that up, and they just been in shambles for the past. I would say decade. Four, yeah, <laughs> probably, exactly. Right about past four years, they had to turn things around. In which they have Danny Ainge has gotten a, just a random team together, and these guys are playing great basketball. Got a great head coach, Brad Stevens, who used to coach Butler when they went to national championship two years in a row. So they got a great head coach who you is used to not coaching I guess you could say top talent and they made the playoffs the past two years so they, they are turning things around but they're definitely nowhere close to an elite team and right. a let we have to go see the Boston Celtics play because they don't have that big name anymore they no. don't have like I said they had the big three and Paul Pierce even when he was there alone and him and Antoine Walker those are big names and then bringing in Kevin Garnett Ray Allen those are bigger names Larry Bird Larry huge Bird. name right it's not like that now. Now they have a kid, Isaiah Thomas, who is no relation to the Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas of the Pistons. Right. But the little the little guy's a monster. I say little. He, he's five nine, but he's balling. He, Ooh, little he's Spud Webb, little, exactly. But the guy plays with a ton of heart and ton of talent. And there's nothing little about that standpoint. He's just a short guy, but he, he's the face, I guess you could say. It, obviously, five nine in these days, in this day, and age, and the, the way the game is played not going to really win you a, a championship you can't be that really go-to guy so they they have the market they had the money to bring in a bigger superstar name I know they like having the talks of bringing in a possible Kevin Garden Kevin Durant this offseason so pretty much trying to just build the team back they have to and then structure it from there exactly structured around the players not not the the opposite way exactly the organization is fit. I think they have a great coaching support going right now with the Celtics. Now they're heading into the offseason, and it's time to compete for championships again. you you got the New England Patriots who's holding down. Boston Red Sox just won a couple World Series you know, past couple of years. Now it's time to get the Celtics back on the bandwagon for that city of Boston, city of champions supposedly. I think you have to go get a big-name talent now. Um but do they have the money for it? That's the thing. They do. They're not. None of these guys are playing with max deals right now in the Celtics. Like I said, they scrabbled a, a bunch of hardworking gentlemen, guys who respect the game, who play hard. None of these guys are going to see that that max deal right now. I can guarantee you that. It maybe Isaiah Thomas, maybe, but his. I think he has about. It's either to sign him to a max deal now or later. So I don't think they're going to pull that trigger on him just yet. Like I said, he's 5'9". I don't know if I can give a max deal to a 5'9", five, five, guard, but I will right. give him I, – I would, he would definitely get, you know, a little under $100 million for sure. But I, they do have the expense to pay for that $100 million guy. It's just who wants to go to Boston, who wants to play for that, that historic program and organization, who wants to bring that back to life and making this a championship team again. We don't know yet. We it's obviously whoever they can pick up. I think they have to make a big movement in free agency. They're going to get a late draft pick with this coming up draft. So it's a it's a great place to land though. It's, it's, like I said, some talent there that can support a superstar. But who do you think who's going to make that move? Who do you think is actually going to be at the end of the playoffs? I mean, right now because of so many injuries. I think now it's going to be between the Spurs coming out the West, 
and the Cavaliers uh, in the East. I don't think the Cavs oh. can be beat at all. Yeah. I, w- I would say, the, I mean, the Warriors, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're going to be a very great competitive team. I can see them go- getting into the Western Conference Finals. I think they'll play Portland next round, and then I can see them going against San Antonio for that Western Conference Finals. Right. But What's your match that you're looking for? Like, like, I'm excited to see the second round matchup between with this round, with this the second round coming up in the playoffs. I'm excited to see OKC Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. Right. I want to see if this is the year because obviously it could be the last year we see Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook together with Durant about to be a free agent this offseason. This is their last go around. It's been a fun two guy system for the past what five six years seeing these two top talents play together haven't won a championship they were very close in the beginning of the year when they had or beginning of their careers when they had James Harden as a six man right but now you know he's moved on he got his own team going down in Houston but seeing these two guys still thrive and still be at the top of the Western Conference top of the NBA team wise and these two guys leading them the way I, I've been a huge fan of it I, I love seeing these two guys play together but this is this could be the last go around. Do they have enough juice and power and want to to get over that edge, over that hump of beating the San Antonio Spurs? Right. And so much talent they got, and what the talent they pulled in with Lamarcus Aldridge coming over. Do you have enough juice between those two guys? I want to see these guys play lights out and see if they can really move on and move forward into the playoffs. So I think that's that's my next pick. I, I wanted I, that's probably my favorite matchup going into this next round. I could care less about what's going on in the East. It's it's basically the Cavs versus, versus all. I don't think anyone is going to beat them at all. Right. It's not even a competition, but <laughs> uh, I, the Warriors, I want to see what they're going to look like without Curry. It, they're just a fun team to watch, night in and night out. They're just so – it's so much talent. you got to respect the champion. And to see that team where they came from years ago under Mark Jackson, now under Steve Kerr, it's they're a fun group to watch with with or without Curry. Curry makes it that much. Curry makes them box office type, you know, like like a movie where you want right. to go see. Like obviously, that's what Curry brings to the table. Without Curry, it's still a great movie. It's right. still a good movie to watch to, to go see. Exactly. This and I want to see how the way Damian Lillard is going to play against. I'm already projecting that the that the Blazers, Trailblazers, are going to play the Warriors in the next round. So. I'm excited to see what Damian Lillard's going to bring to the table and see what the Warriors are going to do without Curry. Once Curry comes back, is he going to be all the way back? Is he going to be fully healthy and making the same movements? I don't know. Right. A, a knee, a back injury, an ankle, those are hard to come come back from. So Of course. We'll see. But unfortunately, we are out of time. we got to get out of here. I hope everyone have a great, safe weekend. It's Friday. It is Friday. I'm going to be enjoying my weekend. Enjoy the NFL draft. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. We'll be back on Monday, the whole team, the whole trio getting back together. That's right. Super producer Joe, thank you for jumping in. No worries. Holding it down like right. you always do. So we got to get out of here listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey. We'll catch you Monday. We out. We out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.